you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we started this one saying that the intended audience is everyone. So today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Sam Andreg, on what his role is in terms of pharmacy technology and informatics. I'm actually very glad to have Sam on the show today because he's also the chair of the section of pharmacy informatics and technology at ASHP, and he's also the CEO of DocStation. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Sam. How are you doing today? I'm doing really great. Thanks for having me, Tony. Yeah, of course. So, you know, for our listeners who don't really know about DocStation or maybe about yourself yet, can you kind of just give a little brief history about, you know, why you started uh, to go into pharmacy before we start talking about the technology side? Absolutely. Happy to do that. So I think early on, I knew I had an interest in the sciences, basically, and knew that uh, whatever I wanted to do, I wanted to interact and help people. And perfect marriage of that is something in the medical field. Um, it was in my mind. I had a cousin that uh, was in pharmacy school, talked to him a little bit and um, uh, stayed in state, went to the University of Iowa and, and got there and kind of explored both medicine and pharmacy. What attracted me to the pharmacy really was uh, the amount of opportunity and variability in what you could do after you graduated with a pharmacy degree and how the field was still kind of untapped or undefined. We had a lot of progress to make is what really excited me. And so that's kind of how I found myself in the pharmacy world. Awesome. Awesome. So did you only do a PharmD program or did you also get some kind of uh, other training? So I went and did my uh, PharmD training at University of Iowa. And then afterwards, I did a PGY1 and 2 combined residency in healthcare uh, administration. Okay, cool, cool. So so uh, after you graduated and you did your PGY1, did you continue working in, you know, as a pharmacist at a health system? Or did you kind of just move into the, the IT side right away? Yeah, so after residency, these admin residencies, typically their first job is like a pharmacy manager somewhere at a, a hospital or a health system. And uh, that's the traditional track. And so after residency, I kind of I, I looked for a job uh, at a hospital where, you know, there's a lot of growth opportunities, uh, a lot of opportunity for me to be involved in lots of different things. And so I started off as a pharmacy manager, but I've always had an interest in IT. And the way I got started with that was really just volunteering on a project. Fortunate to have a rotation at ASHP, it's kind of full circle now with the chair position. But when I was at that rotation, uh, you know, my uh, mentor, my preceptor, was the um, the director of the section uh, of IT. And so it was right around the time that the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative was started as well and just volunteered for a project and never dropped off, really. It turned into a long-term thing. I worked with the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative for about seven years and eventually as a consultant um, getting paid. And so that kind of got me into the IT field. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I've actually heard a lot about the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative, but I don't know much detail about it. Can you also kind of describe what that is? Yeah, happy to. So, you know, as you know, there's a lots of different professional associations in our space, and many of them have informatics or IT components. ASHP is probably the most, the biggest player in the space, but there's kind of a missing, there's a gap in someone or some body or entity advocating on behalf of the profession in informatics at the federal level. So this is around the same time as uh, when Meaningful Use came out and uh, essentially requiring 
all physicians and hospitals to get on electronic medical records. And because pharmacists are not considered providers, unfortunately, we were not held to that same standard. And so all the advances that were going on in the hospital and and provider practice space, pharmacy was kind of left out. So we wanted to have a presence. We wanted to advocate. We wanted to get standards in place so that pharmacists could eventually adopt these things and become providers. And so that's that was kind of the reason for the inception of the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative. Oh, that's that's really cool. So is that kind of the same thing they're doing today? Or did they kind of start doing um, additional things? You know, because like right now, Meaningful Use has almost been completed, right? So what are they, uh, what are they doing nowadays, I guess? Yeah, so a, a lot at the beginning, what we were focused on is understanding what was going on with Meaningful Use, understanding what uh, technical requirements were put in place for electronic health records, and then taking a look at our space and knowing, okay, we got pharmacy dispensing systems, we have MTM platforms, some hospitals have EHRs. How do we give pharmacists the tools to be able to document and report things like quality measures, and then share that data interoperably. So we were just paying attention and learning about these standards and then making sure that we had documentation, uh, codes or value sets in place in which pharmacists could document their clinical services. And what's going on right now is just we're, we're seeing a lot of this come to fruition finally. We built, we were involved in the helping the design and development of something called the Pharmacist eCare Plan. So that's an interoperability standard to share data from uh, any system that meets those requirements with an EHR and also report some of that data to health plans. So health plans are now starting to require clinical documentation and reporting to pay pharmacy or pharmacists for services. So, you know, going back to, I guess, DocStation, can you kind of, before you're talking about like how DocStation started, can you kind of give a brief overview of what DocStation is? Yeah, so DocStation is an electronic health record specifically for pharmacists. And the reason we, or I set off on this adventure, I guess you could call it, was because when I was working at the collaborative, we were designing these, these standards for lots of different pharmacy vendors to use. When we were out, you know, on the conference circuit talking about it, we saw very little adoption by pharmacy vendors in the space. And you, you can't really blame them. You know, they have customers and the customers had different needs at the time. And this was a little bit, you know, forward thinking, you know, uh, pharmacists are going to be providers. Most of their time is going to be spent uh, providing clinical services to patients. That's how they're going. We're, we're going to make most of our money in the future. But that's not the business. That wasn't the business model, you know, three or four years ago. And the need wasn't as critical. And so, you know, we were pushing and pushing and, and trying to educate people to implement these things. But there really was no use case for this to occur. And at the time, I, it was frustrating. But, you know, I believed in it and I knew that something needed to be done. And so I, I figured if uh, no one else was going to do it, then I should do it. So that kind of set me off on, on, on starting the company. And two and a half years later, here we are. Awesome. Awesome. So how, how big is the company now? So we have nine full-time employees and about five part-time contractors. Um, most of our staff is on the product side, engineering, software engineers. So a brand new kind of industry or area for me learning, you know, what software engineers do and, you know, how to recruit them and how products are designed and how you manage a product. And so it's been an interesting experience so far. Oh, that's really cool. So your title is CEO. So um, I'm, I'm curious, like what comes with that title? Like what is kind of your your day to day, you know, during the inception of DocStation and I guess your day to day now, now that the, you know, the, the product is live and ongoing. So what, what kind of things do you do for, for the company? Yeah, a uh, question that's hard to answer because every day is different. But it, really, at the beginning, it was about 
you know, how do we get this company off the ground? And, um, you know, when it was just me alone, you know, and you have to build some software, it's either learn to code, it's find out a way to, to circle or raise some money. Um, and as a first time founder that hasn't been in the tech industry, that's nearly impossible to do or find a partner who's got complementary skills. And so it took me quite some time, but uh, eventually met Josh Matz, my uh, co-founder and chief technology officer. And that was really the, the first step of the puzzle. Um, then we got to work. Uh, we built a prototype and were able to start showing it to, to a few people with the whole goal to kind of find some source of income to to build a company around. Fortunately, we were introduced to a, a large health plan in the Midwest who is interested in what we were doing and spinning up a quality program with pharmacists. And that was our initial source of revenue. And they've been a long time, really great partner for, for quite some time. So that, that's kind of how we originally got started. And, and right now, uh, you know, I didn't really know what a CEO really did when I got started. I mean, you see it, you know, fantasized a lot in media and things, but, but really it's a lot of grunt work. It's a lot of hard days, long hours, you know, on the phone, emails, recruiting. But uh, what really helped me was we got selected to participate in a, in a technology accelerator. And the best way to describe what that is, it's like a, uh, it's like a three-month pharmacy residency, but instead of uh, a pharmacist going through, it's a, it's a tech company, and they teach you how to be, you know, how to set metrics and goals as a company, and how to how to think about enterprise sales, and you know, teach you the ropes. And so they give a talk on what a CEO is supposed to do, and they really distilled it down to three things. Number one, it's talking about the vision and where you're going, and and what you're trying to build, and and what kind of world you're trying to create. The second thing is making sure that you have money in the bank. If you know, I think this game is a—it's a persistence game. If you can stay alive and you've got really great people around you, you're eventually going to solve the problems and, and continue to grow. So, money is the second thing, and the third is is the people. If you're recruiting, you know, really smart people who are motivated and care about what you're doing and trying to help people, those are the three things that are your goals as a CEO. So, I try to remind myself that every day. And even though a lot of things going on and uh, a lot of shiny objects that helps me stay focused. Wow, that sounds like a like a pretty pretty good challenge that you put yourself through, uh, you know, from day in day out too. So, uh, you know, one of the things I guess from an outsider's perspective is seeing that you were a pharmacy person first. I mean, you went you became a pharmacy manager. You did your admin rotations and a residency, uh, and then you became a CEO. So I know there are steps in between, but just from an outsider perspective, they're going to be thinking, you know, someone may be thinking like, oh, you you went from like a pharmacy admin now you're a CEO so how did that kind of translate right so I guess my question would be what kind of skills did you learn or what was the benefit of being a pharmacy manager pharmacy admin to prepare you to be a successful CEO yeah that's a great question you know fortunately the the training I got at University of Kansas Hospital during my residency was it was a fantastic experience. It was really tough, but the first year was all clinical. So, I mean, I, I rounded with physicians, you know, we worked in the clinic. We figured out, you know, learned how the healthcare system worked and uh, were trained clinically. And the second year was spending time with people that, you know, were the best at what they did, you know, leading an entire department of pharmacists, you know, with, you know, hundreds of FTEs, someone that's involved in, you know, starting a specialty pharmacy. So being an entrepreneur within the health system, managing a budget. So all these tools and and training and skills and product that I was involved on really helped me prepare for 
the business world, period, whether it was in the health system and the first job that I took as a manager or, you know, translating directly to being an entrepreneur and starting a, a tech company. And so the residency really gave me the skills and the confidence that I think I needed to make this leap. And the, and the second piece of it is, you know, I think uh, in our profession, we almost get obsessed with planning. You know, we're type A people, right? And we want to have a plan for everything and, and goal set. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm an achiever, one of my five strengths. And, you know, I wanted to kind of follow the traditional path and, uh, you know, go out and become a chief pharmacy officer someday. And because that's what everyone else was doing. And that's what that's what success looked like. And when I got into the real world, I, I loved my first job. You know, I worked long hours because I, I loved it. I loved the people that I was working with, loved the projects. But, you know, there was there was something missing. You know, there's kind of a hole in my heart. And I didn't didn't really know why. And so, you know, I took time to take a step back and really think about that. And, you know, eventually realized that, you know, maybe I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And that opened up the door to any possibility, really. I put anything on the table and, you know, tried a couple of things, but I've always been interested in the tech space. And with the involvement of the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative, I thought it'd be a perfect marriage really to to try to create something on my own and, and bring all those skills and interests all together. So that's really what uh, prompted me to to want to make the shift. And there was a whole process to actually executing that shift as well, which I'm uh, happy to talk about too. Oh, yeah. Like if, if we could hear about that, that would be that'd be great too. Yeah. So I think, you know, when I decided like, you know, this is something of interest to me, you know, it'd be really cool to start a software company and build this thing that, you know, I need, like that that I would want. And uh, once you decide that, you're kind of, you know, staring down the barrel of a gun almost because it's it's a huge leap, right? And, you know, sometimes you don't know if you're ready, prepared, or, you know, you're scared of failure. But, you know, at the end of the day, you realize that, you know, I, I want to try this. I don't want to regret anything uh, in my life. And, you know, if, if everything goes to crap, then uh, I still got my pharmacy license, right? And so keeping that in mind instead of the failure in mind, was a big thing that um, helped me with the transition. And then it's all about, okay, so, you know, candidly, like, how do I how do I stay afloat financially? And so opportunity and timing. So when I was with the Pharmacy HAT Collaborative uh, and, and working a full-time job, you know, I was only able to put in a certain amount of hours and we had an opportunity to do quite a bit more work. And so what I did was, is I you know, calculated how much I needed to, to stay afloat, uh, pay my student loans, which is a huge thing you know, try to minimize my expenses and do whatever I needed to, to pay the bills, really. And so I, you know, made sure and calculated that the amount of hours that I'd work on this contracted job for the collaborative could cover those bills and also afford me uh, a little bit extra time to just work on the company and figure all this stuff out. And so I was working about, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week at the collaborative, which allowed me to uh, quit the job at the hospital, which was a tough thing to leave. And then, you know, realized that it'd be really hard to to build a tech company in Augusta, Georgia, not a whole lot of you know tech folks around or uh, a culture of that. And so where's the best place to do it? So uh, the West Coast was what I had in mind originally. And yeah, I just packed up my car, put all my stuff in storage and uh, started the journey. I like, got in the car and drove, you know, Austin, Texas with the stop along the way and uh, planned to stay here for about six weeks, go to South by Southwest, a big uh, tech and innovation conference and check out, you know, what this tech scene is all about. And when I got here, I just fell in love with the town. You know, it, it's so many people that want to help you out and listen to your story and what you're trying to do and connect you with the right people. And you know, the place that I, I stayed in, you know, three people that lived in this house and, you know, it was an Airbnb room. And then, you know, I just got along with them so great. And they're just like, well, I mean, there's no one coming after you. You can just start paying rent if you want. So 
you know, one thing led to another and, you know, just realized that this was a really great place. And so that landed me in Austin and found my co-founder here. And it's just a little bit of serendipity involved, but um, uh, that's that's how I got here. Yeah, that's that's a really cool story because, you know, I, I think like what you said, we are planners and we plan everything uh, way in advance. But, you know, sometimes things kind of go off from our planning, but then they may work out for the better. Like for, for you, right? Your your journey was to the West Coast, but then you found your place in Austin. And who knows what it would have been in the West Coast, but then you found your place in Austin and you, you've started Dock Station. And I mean, I would say that you're, you're pretty successful. And, you know, that's one of those things I think like, I think a lot of students, right? We have these things planned out. Like even when I was a student, I had this like whole vision about like, you know, I would go complete these courses. I would go to these certain residencies and then I would end up working a certain job and like things like that. But along the way, things happen and then kind of move you to another path. But then you may end up, you know, somewhere even better. So it's really inspiring to hear what you just shared about your story. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. I think you make a great point too. I think it's really good to have a plan and have goals in mind, but uh, always, you know, got to keep it in the back of your head, like anything can happen. And, and, you know, don't put your blinders on and think that this is what I need to accomplish. And this is exactly the way that I need to do it. But, you know, keep an eye out for opportunities. And if, if something out there interests you or seems exciting, just go explore it a little bit. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, and also going back to about uh, Doc Station, I was also wondering if there were like any particular projects that uh, you wanted to share about Doc Station, whether it be the it be in the past or the future. Yeah, what I'm really excited about is you know our whole goal is provider status for pharmacists and supplying the tools that can facilitate someone starting their own practice from scratch. And so what we're doing right now in, in the Midwest is, we, you know, we have a, a large health plan on board uh, that's willing to pay pharmacists for services. We've got a network of extremely talented, motivated, innovative pharmacies from a, you know, a small mom and pop shop in rural Montana to uh, a, a large, you know, national chain with thousands of locations uh, using the platform. And what we're doing is we're facilitating a value-based pharmacy model. So the health plan is willing to pay. We've identified metrics that pharmacists can impact, and we're tying payment directly to these quality metrics. And we're issuing payment to the pharmacies at the end of every month. And so creating a platform that uh, manage both sides, both the health plan and the pharmacy and facilitate a business relationship. Yeah, it's something that I'm extremely excited about. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, uh, one of the things that, you know, a lot of students always ask, uh, or even not the pharmacist, right, is that uh, what kind of advice would you give them if uh, they wanted to get into the health IT space? And then maybe specifically for, for your expertise, like how would they start like a tech company, you know, a healthcare tech company for maybe focused in on pharmacy or maybe focused in on just uh, general healthcare informatics or healthcare technologies. Do you have any like particular advice you would provide them? Yeah, I think anyone interested in getting in IT and informatics, it, it all starts with a really good mentor. So I think exploring opportunities where you're at, whether uh, if you're a student, you know, looking at maybe some of your faculty members, some some preceptors that are involved in this and doing projects with this. You know, if you're if you're already out in the in the work workplace or workforce, you know, look at folks at your institution who are in these positions or, you know, use your network, use ASHP, use NCPA and just try to find folks that are interested in this. A really good resource for this actually is uh, the pharmacist Slack. Throw a little plug in there for those guys. They've started a really great online community of people who are doing these types of things and willing to help each other out. And um, 
I've met some really great people there. So, you know, that's getting into the field in general. And, you know, I'd almost recommend the same advice for someone trying to, you know, start a company. If you got an idea, that's where it really starts. And then it's about, you know, what's the playbook for me to explore this idea, validate it, and then go off and try to build a company out of it. And, you know, I'm happy to be a resource to anyone that's interested in this and wants to talk about it. I take calls all the time. So you have to feel free to reach out to me. And if, if I don't know the answers to your questions, uh, I bet we can figure out uh, who does. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So going off of that, uh, what's the best way that someone can actually reach out to you? Yeah, you can reach out directly at my email address. So it's sam, S-A-M-M, at docstation.co. Awesome. Okay. So I'll be putting that in the first show notes. I wanted to just be respectful of your time, but I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. And, you know, I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot from your journey. Thank you, Tony. Really appreciate it. Right. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.